six seconds to go off the clock by not being close to a man. They'd love to get it into Nash's hands, and they do. Oh, they do. Ball knocked away, stolen by Parker. Oh, here it is. Here comes George to Kobe Bryant. Bryant inside. It's good. It's good. Tie game. Seven tenths of a second remaining. The Lakers, no timeouts here now. A one-point game. Walton can tip it. Bryant with the save. Oh, you got to get a shot here. Final seconds. Bryant for the win. Bang! What is going on, Lakers family? Aldo Ray here. Welcome back to Lake Show Take. Guys, this week, it's been very tough. And I want to come on here today just to talk about somebody special and just from what you guys see from the title, I want to talk about Kobe. And by starting this podcast, coming back to my first episode, you know, I didn't really give you guys just, I guess, my own soliloquy of how much Kobe Bryant means to me. And I believe I mentioned in my first episode that you know, the reason why I am a Laker fan is because of my sixth grade elementary school teacher. And, you know, at age 10, 11 years old, you know, from the first time I, I saw Kobe play, Kobe made me fall in love with basketball even more. And the way he played, the way he approached the game, his tenacity, his work ethic, his willpower of, of just winning every single game, putting his body on the line, and everything about Kobe, it wasn't human. He always made me believe that there was a chance that the Lakers could win every game because it was almost every night that we saw the impossible for him. And when I think about Kobe this past week and just kind of just reliving the tragedy that we, that we all saw on January 26th of 2020. This week it was rough. And the reason why I'm talking about it, I mean, is just really because I wanna be able to speak to you guys about it because I know when tragedies happen like this, you know, there are moments where we don't wanna talk about these things. And, you know, there's been so many times this week I've just been just not willing to really talk about it because I want to avoid it, to be honest. I want to avoid it and I've been trying to avoid the reality of what happened last year and coming back to it now, you know, in 2021, it's been, yeah, it's been easier every month that has gone by. But now that it's been a year and, you know, kind of reliving that, that January 26th date, it's kind of crazy. And I thought it would be easier and, and it wasn't, you know, just like all of us, Kobe wasn't necessarily blood related but he was a part of family. He meant he meant everything, not just to me, but to everyone in the world. My words can't describe how much Kobe meant to me, how much and how deeply his death affected me. Going back to that day, I just, I, all these emotions just rushing to me, the people that were calling me. I don't wanna go off on a huge tangent on his death and, and, and stuff like that, but what I really came here for was to give you just a little story. The story on how I met Kobe was something that, that nobody can ever take away. And it was a dream 
come true that this reality you know came to me just like that and I never would have imagined that I would have met Kobe and so back in 2009 I was able to read an advertisement that the Lakers would be hosting or actually it would be the 710 ESPN AM radio station that they were going to be hosting what they were calling it Fiesta Lakers so this Fiesta Lakers event that they had, it was going to be at the Los Angeles Convention Center. So I was incredibly stoked. I was like, wow, this is a great opportunity just to be around many Laker fans. I told my parents about it. I told my family about it. And we all went to the convention center right next to Staples Center. Getting there, I had no expectation of meeting any players. I think there was a rumor that players were going to come. But mainly, I mean, I was going because, I mean, it's, it's a Lakers fiesta. I mean, that's, that's really what it was about. They had basketball courts. They had food. They had prizes. Uh, they had everything a Laker fan would love. And it was just an amazing atmosphere to be around with so many Laker fans. And, uh, and I, I can just remember just the thousands of people. It was funny because like, there was a lot of people playing the scrimmage games, kids and adults. And so anyway, when we were walking around and just, you know, checking every booth that was there at the convention center, my dad, he runs into the host of the Spanish uh, 710 radio station for ESPN who covers the Lakers. And my dad he came up to them and was like, wow, this is so amazing to meet you guys. You know, I've been listening to you guys, you know, for the past 20, 25 years. And, you know, I always enjoy hearing the Laker games on the radio, especially when, you know, I'm not home. And so they're very humbling about that. And they asked my dad, they're like, well, you know, sir, that, you know, that's, that's really amazing. They were like, would you want to meet Kobe by any chance? We have Kobe and some of the other players coming in later just to talk to the crowd so we would just want you to come up and ask Kobe a question and kind of just have like a nice little conversation in front of everybody in front of the crowd and my dad was shocked he was like wow like that's like that's amazing and he turns to me and he was like he's like well Aldo like I would want you to go up he told the guys he was like hey like I would love if my son can go up there and ask him a question they were like, oh, of course, no doubt. And and immediately my heart just starts pumping. Like I'm getting nervous. Like I was so happy. I mean, at 11 years old, like I couldn't imagine meeting Kobe Bryant. I wanted this so bad and I couldn't believe that it was my first opportunity or my only opportunity to, to meet him. And what what was kind of, I mean, it wasn't frustrating. I mean, it was definitely understanding. Uh, the thing was, is that when you went up there to talk to Kobe, there was one rule and they told us that we couldn't ask for an autograph. And, and, and it makes sense because, I mean, if you're going to go up there and ask him a question and then just say, oh, hey, Kobe, can I have an autograph? I mean, it's, it's not going to be fair because you're in front of uh, hundreds of people and they're probably going to get a jealous. So it was very smart for them to tell us, you know, not to ask for an autograph, just to be respectful of everybody. So I totally get that. And I remember my cousin who was there with me, he wanted me to get his Nike Hyperdunk autograph by Kobe, but I told him that I couldn't. So 
I guess for me, the autograph, it would have been special, but I think the most exciting part was that I was going to be like in front of Kobe Bryant. I just couldn't like, even right now, I, I am lost for words on how it happened. It was such a humbling experience. I'm so grateful for the guy at 710 to, you know, let me have this opportunity with Kobe to have this opportunity with him in front of hundreds of people. And I thank my dad for running into the host from 710 Radio. Anyway, so after the guys had talked to my dad and I, telling us that we were going to, or that I was going to meet Kobe in like the next like 20 minutes, I go backstage and I'm with like a couple of others who were lucky enough to talk to Kobe. And I was the youngest out of the bunch. The rest of them, they were probably like in their 30s or in their 40s. And so... Finally, Kobe came out. Uh, I believe Trevor Reza came out. Luke Walton came out. I believe Powell was there as well. But yeah, everyone had about a uh, five to ten minute window just to talk to Kobe. And <laughs> and I remember my dad was like, Aldo, make sure you ask him this. Make sure you uh, like you ask him, oh, like how, how does it feel you know, to be an MVP? How does it feel to be a champion? Oh, like, what are your expectations, you know, for the Lakers this season? Just a lot of different questions. And to be honest, again, I was incredibly nervous. The fact that I was meeting Kobe was already just enough. And I couldn't imagine just talking to him. And so finally, I was the second to last person to go up. And I come up. (laughs) And mind you, I mean, Kobe's 6'6". At the time, uh, again, I was 11 years old and I was about maybe 4'10", 4'11". So this is the first time I've ever met somebody just gigantic. I mean, he was tall. And coming up to him, initially I was incredibly nervous. I was shaking. It was funny. So the guys, every time somebody came up, they always asked the speaker, oh, like, you know, what's your name? And like, you know, how old are you? And stuff like that. And I remember when they gave me the mic I totally cut off their uh, their question. I didn't say my name. I didn't say my age or anything like that. Immediately grabbed the mic and I was just like, Kobe, do you think that we're going to win a title? And he immediately said, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He was like, what do you think? And I just nod. And that was it. <laughs> I mean, to this day, when I go back to that, 10 second little conversation or I don't even know if you can call that a conversation but in those 10 seconds I'm like oh my gosh like I wish I I would have said more I wish I would have said Kobe I mean dude like I can't I mean Kobe you are a three-time NBA champion at the time he was a three-time NBA champion he was an MVP he was I think he at, at that time he was already you know top 20 or no top 20 Maybe top 20, top 15, uh, all time like on the scoring list. So there was just so many things I just wanted to, to tell him. I wanted to tell him how much uh, he meant to me, how much I appreciate him, how much I look up to him. And it was just so amazing to shake his hand. His hands were, were huge, by the way. Jesus. And yeah, but there, there was just so many things to say. And, and I just stood there asking him just one question. And we, we were only able to ask him, one question, but you were able to still talk to him. And since I was so young, I just wanted to go up there, stand right next to him, and then be on my way out. And I'm going to include the soundbite towards the end of this podcast, just so you guys could take a listen. But 
again, guys, like I just wanted to come on here just to share my brief experience with Kobe and just to tell you guys that, you know, Kobe, you know, he, he is, yes, he is gone, unfortunately, but we have to remember, you know, what he's taught us. And, you know, that's that mama mentality. It's to never give up, fight your dreams, always have constant curiosity, you know, don't ever believe in failure because in his words, what is failure? Like, what does that even mean? So as we continue on with our lives, we just have to remember his teachings and to always smile and just be appreciative of what he brought to all our lives. And I'll take that every day. Um, I, I miss him every day. But at this point, it's about celebrating his life and reminding your loved ones how much they mean to you. Anything that has taught me about this horrific tragedy that we witnessed last, last year is just about not only appreciating your, your own life, of course, but appreciating everybody that is around your life, your friends, your family. Remind, tell them that you love them, hug them. And that's the best thing that I could really just take away from from all this so with that being said guys i really do appreciate you guys tuning into the podcast i know this one was a little shorter and like i mentioned uh, i am gonna include the soundbite at the very end of this podcast so until then much love and take care do you think that we're gonna win the title again